Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, anyone in your family have to be gluten-free for health? Oreos is releasing new gluten-free golden Oreos on January 3rd. Second, have you heard the latest TikTok food trend? It's hashtag Starbucks snowman cookie. You carefully Mm. cut out the head of a snowman cookie and make it look like your baby is the head of the snowman. <laughs> if you if if you Google the hashtag or look it up in, in TikTok, there's millions of people who have done it, including one mom who has twin snowman babies. Okay, so you put you make the snowman. Explain it again. You snowman. buy the Starbucks snowman cookie. cookie. It's a it's a frosted you cookie. Take the head off, and then you carefully cut out the head with a little you know leave the neck like where the scarf is, and then is. you you make your kid look like the Michelin Man. <laughs> Pretty much, but it's supposed to be a snowman. And finally, in the world of food, think you can guess what food items people have delivered to their house the most? The most? Um, uh, I, I, I'm going to say pizza is probably the easy answer. That's a good guess. But believe it or not, it's uh, it's one of the most popular orders of the year, according to Grubhub, was a salad with a side of French fries. (laughs) After all, it's all about balance, right? The item that increased the most in popularity by 83%, pickles. Oh, and Grubhub learned that we are not worried about caffeine late in the day. Over 10 million coffee beverages were ordered after 5 p.m. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's become a 24-hour thing. We have a bit of a gift-giving dilemma in our house, Taylor, with this Christmas. Um, I'm sure maybe you've faced this before now, but it has to do with buying someone something and then an additional request comes in. We'll, we'll talk Ooh, about it next. Okay, Okay. so we're in a little bit of a jam. I don't want to say which which daughter's significant it is, but we already cleared with them, hey, we want to buy your significant something pretty significant. Do you think they'll want this? Oh, yeah, they'll want it. Okay, so we spent some money on it. It was tickets for something. Um, then she sent a text after we've bought the tickets. Hey, on second thought, <gasps> I think clothes would be better. I no, think because really need, need some dress clothes. That would be great. So <laughs> we're like, okay, what do we do with these tickets then? Do we like put them up for sale for this event and get what she's requested? Or do we just stick with this and go... Sorry. <laughs> Have you thought about calling her and just yeah? I mean, like, the, talking it out. I know what she'll say. She'll go, "Well, couldn't you do both, mom and dad?" And we'll be like, "No, oh, that's awkward." Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like the, the all, I say all of the a sudden, tickets, the tickets, experience, stick with the experience tickets, gift. Okay. Oh, and besides, trying to pick out clothes for a young man, well, I can't imagine. I have impeccable taste, so that's not oh, a problem. Okay. <laughs> Kev, are you in the mood to have your test, your knowledge of music tested? Sure, I'm ready okay, to go. Okay, I got Let's a little it. brain teaser for you in just a minute. Okay, I have a fun thing I'm going to do. I'm going to test your your knowledge of music here in a second. All right. Kev, but this do it. is another edition of Taylor's The More You Know. So the first fun fact, do you know the person who invented ducking your donut and coffee was a silent film star named Mae Murray? She dropped her coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her donut and her coffee in the 1920s on accident, like the taste, and started spreading the word. Did you know that? Yeah, May the Dunker Mary. Everybody knew that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what song, what theme song from a TV show made it to number nine on the Billboard charts back in 1986? Billboard charts, 1986. Let me think. TV uh, show from yeah, 1986. Okay. That would have been the theme song. 
from Magnum P.I. Ooh, good guess. It was the Jetsons. George Jetson. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Why? I don't know. Why 1986? I don't know. People felt uh, maybe it was kids watching the reruns after school. Huh. But yeah, it made the made number nine on the Billboard charts. And the fine final fun fact in Taylor's The, the More, More You, you know. know. You want to guess what Dr. Seuss's license plate said? Who? <laughs> That's a good guess. Or redfish, greenfish? Um, what did green it eggs. I don't know. What did, what did it say? It was all in caps, one word, Grinch. <laughs> really? Yeah. That was Dr. Seuss's license plate. But I would think he was not a Grinch. <laughs> maybe that's why he, maybe he's proud of that character. Yeah, he was still, and how his heart no, grew. No, no, no. He was saluting the moneymaker. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm still trying to get my head around why the Jetsons theme song in 1986 like screamed up the Billboard charts. It doesn't make crazy? any sense. There was no Jetsons movie, right? Did I miss? Oh, maybe a, there was. Did I miss a Jetsons movie or something? I mean, why that song? What did? Was there a concerted effort on the part of someone going like, let's make an obscure song number one, and they tried really, really maybe. hard to make that song number one because you could do that, you know, like with a, nowadays, especially with streaming. If you like said, hey, everyone in the world at noon. Stream the Jetsons theme song, all of a sudden, boom, it'd be number one. Right. I mean, Brenda Lee just recently went to number one with Rockin' Around the Christmas yeah. Tree. and it was all because she made her first video for right. that song at the age of 78. And it makes sense, too. It's Christmas time, a, vi- a video went viral. That makes sense. 1986, there was no such thing as a video going viral. I just looked it up. From 1985 to 1987, the Jetsons returned with new episodes as part of the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera block. Mm, maybe that was Which it. culminated with the 1990 film Jetsons the Movie. Oh, so after the song went number nine. Huh. Okay. Are you someone who tries to thank your delivery people because they're showing up at your house so often this mm-hmm. time of year? There are three things they do not like delivering to your house. Okay. What are they? Kitty litter. So Ooh. heavy. <laughs> Dog food, which can be anywhere from 30 to 50 pounds. And the last thing, Don't delivery drivers, you get both. Oh, yeah. The, let's see if you get all three. The last thing delivery drivers do not like getting to give delivering to your house: bottled water. No, we never done that. But the dog food, it, it used to come like we'd order it on Amazon, and sometimes it would come through the postal service. And her late the mail driver, she literally left it out in the street. She would just like shove it out of the back of the oh, truck wow. and leave it there. We're like, wait, what? And it got so bad, we're just like, we're, we're just going to have to buy it ourselves. Yeah. Like, the, the postal service is refusing to actually bring it on our property. On a typical day, delivery drivers deliver up to 350 packages. So if you order water, at least leave a bottle on the porch for them to take. And if they bring you lots of boxes this year and kitty litter and dog food, Maybe even think about a holiday tip hmm. for your driver. Do you know anybody that's a perfectionist? Do you think you have perfectionist tendencies, Taylor? Uh, maybe with a few little things. Yeah, okay. yeah. My not wife, very often. My wife last night proclaimed, she's like, good thing I'm not a perfectionist. And then my response to that, she had the biggest laugh ever. I'll tell you what I said about being a perfectionist. Hopefully it'll make you laugh too. Next. My wife last night said, uh, you should be glad I'm not a perfectionist. And I said, well, hang on. You married me, didn't you? 
And she paused and then she like was crying laughing. <laughs> no words. No like, oh, you're kidding me. Just laughter. That's Un- awesome. Bridal laughs and you're welcome. <laughs> Ouch. But yeah. <laughs> glad I'm not a perfect. Well, why'd you marry me then if you're not a perfectionist? Makes me think of that old, you ever heard of the old, there, there's an old saying, uh, I'm a perfectionist, but I'm also a, a I procrastinate. So one day I'm going to be awesome. There you go. <laughs> so things can get crazy busy this time of the year, right? So I'm wondering how much of your social calendar or just your calendar in general is full of your stuff and how much of it is your kids stuff? Let's talk about that next. So does your social life revolve around your kids calendar or do the kids come along to your stuff? Now, I can remember when I was a kid. My, I did not have a social calendar until I hit high school. Right. It was always my parents did stuff and they brought us along. As a matter of fact, they brought us along um, way more stuff than other parents brought their kids. They just wanted to do stuff as, as a family. So, um, but it was never about me or my brother. It was always about mom and dad. And that has, as generations have gone by, that's flipped. I think now it's all about your kid's social calendar. And that's where like a lot of your, for, for a period of when your kids are like in pre-K through graduating high school, your friends are parents of their, of your kid's friends. That's who you wind up hanging out with. And there's a a woman who's, she calls herself on social media, uh, just over 30. And she said that her friends are all starting to have kids. She's still single and she's frustrated. Mm, that everything revolves around their kids' schedule. Yeah. Like it used to be she could call her besties and say, hey, let's go have brunch. Now it's going to be, oh, no, I got a play date. Like she, yeah. They won't it's, go and do stuff with her. Tough. And mm-hmm. it spilled over into her family, too. She's saying like all family plans revolve around her brother's kids now. Yeah. Even her own birthday lunch or dinner or something revolved around, well, Billy can't make it because mm-hmm. they have softball. So can we just do it on another day that's not your birthday? And that's what put her over the edge. So here's yeah. what I'm, I'm wondering. Maybe mm-hmm. you're that person or maybe you are the adult and you now have kids and you look at your life and you're like, what happened to me? I used to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, now all I do is stuff around my kids schedule. Would love to hear from you. What's happening in your house? What is your life like? How much of your social calendar is stuff you want to do and how much of it is revolving around your kids? We're talking about does your social life revolve around your kids calendar? A lady sent us a message on Facebook and she's like, if it doesn't involve strapping someone in a car seat, we're not going. (laughs) So I think that answers the question. I was just talking to a mom last week who said that's totally happened in her life. Like her only friends are all the parents of of the friends at her daughter's school. Hmm. That's just the way they roll. But Mm -hmm. I I have some encouragement for that 30-something-year-old who's like, wait a minute. Because that mind perpetuated that way because, sadly, I never did have kids. Mm -hmm. But I say join in. Just go hang out with the kids. It is so much fun. I've been able to act like a child because I have kids in my life. Like Mm -hmm. games, like video games I've been able to play where you're dancing. Uh, What is that? The Wii? Remember the Wii? I mean, I've been able to oh, like yeah, play right, right. with kids with a Wii. We go hiking together. All forget. my nieces and nephews make me feel like a kid. It's the best. My kids visiting uh, you and Glenn. I bet they play Dance Dance Revolution every <laughs> night. We bought it just for when kids come over. That or we'd set up the badminton set. But also, I mean, I remember one time I had Sandra Stanley on the show from North Point Ministries. And she talked about how when they had three under the age of three, mm-hmm. They just realize, you know what? This is a season in our lives, yeah. and this is when I focus on my kids. I'm not going to go like 
to lunches with friends because this is the time of my life I would really want to focus on motherhood. And she just knew it was no, but for a season. And that once the kids got in school, she could start doing a few of those fun things. it's, It's like that great country song where the dad goes to visit his adult daughter and she's just at the end of her rope with the kids. And he's like, hey, you're going to miss this one day. Trust me, when you get to where I am, Mm -hmm. you're going to wish you could come back to even your worst day (laughs) just just for a minute. And it's totally true. So lately I've been making movies into miniseries. I'm not proud of that, but I can only handle about 20 minutes at a time because (laughs) by the time I cook and do the dishes and get stuff ready for the show and get my workout clothes ready for the next day and all that stuff, I can stay awake for about 20 minutes worth of programming. (laughs) So I have a new one. It's a movie uh, my husband found for me. He's my TV DJ. From Netflix, it's called the Guernsey Literary Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, and it's based on a best-selling book. So good! It was really popular safe, a few years ago. Safe, yeah, it came out in 2018. Yeah. It's safe for the whole family. You learn history. It's a love story, <laughs> and I highly recommend it. I already texted it to my mom and said, mm. "Mom, I found a new movie for you." So. Uh, again, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. That's that's a mouthful. <laughs> okay, okay, quick question, quick question. What's Irish and stays outside all year long, even at Christmas time? Uh, I don't know, what? Patty O Furniture. <laughs> wow. That, that takes dad jokes to a new level. It does, it does. And I've got three more Christmas dad jokes just in time for your company office party coming up next. So I've got some uh, dad jokes for you. These are Christmas dad jokes. Use them at the bus stop when you're hanging there waiting for the kids to come home, your cookie swap, your office party, whatever it is you're going to. These are approved for all of those. What do sheep say, Taylor, at Christmas time? I don't know. What do sheep say? Merry Christmas to you oh wow wowzers okay let's let's give it another shot number two what's green what's green and covered in tinsel and goes ribbit ribbit oh my goodness green covered in tinsel goes ribbit ribbit. what is it a mistletoe ah i like that one better yeah yeah. okay save this one to last because i think you'll like it what do you call a christmas romantic Comedy movie about bread. Romantic comedy Christmas themed about bread. I don't know. What do you call it? Loaf, actually. Oh, man. (laughs) Instead of love, actually, it's loaf, actually. Hey, you suggested telling those at the company Christmas party. Uh, Good luck with that. (laughs) Tell them after you get your bonus. Yes. So my wife and I, we have four kids, and even though they are all over the age of 20 now, Christmas shopping has not gotten any easier oh, for them. I believe it. We're going to talk about it next. Okay, so Christmas shopping for your grown kids. You'd think it would be easy. I mean, I'm like, I said to my wife last night, I was like, at what age do we start getting like one gift? And that's it. Like, does it have to be the avalanche of Christmas presents every year? And she's like, well, we may start that in the future, but not this year. So... <laughs> So she asked them, send me some stuff you want. And some of the stuff that they're asking for, I'm like, who do they think their dad is? Uh (laughs) Or do they think Santa's bringing this? Because it ain't in dad and mom's budget to get some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I even sent to one of the kids, I was like, 
prioritize this. <laughs> Good idea. On a scale of one to ten. Right, because it ain't all happening. Yeah. So I totally empathize with your um, your struggle for getting your adult children Christmas gifts. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, for me, it's not that I don't want to get my 11 nieces and nephews gifts. It's just none of them have any wish list items. The ones that have, I immediately click, click, click. They, they're getting exactly what they asked me for. The hmm. other ones, they don't have a list. They don't tell me. And so... I think I'm going to sit down actually tonight. It's on my to-do list. Yeah. And I'm going to fill out a Christmas card and write an old-fashioned check <laughs> to each of them because not all of them have Venmo. Are they going to know what it and, is? Yeah, <laughs> I think what they'll figure thing? it out because they get paychecks. But yeah, I just, I'm like, well, when I was at the age, that's what I wanted was spending power. So You're going to send them a check. They're going to look at it and go, what is this? It looks like some form of ancient currency. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Isn't it? I thought about going getting cash first of all i don't have a a brick and mortar bank so where would i get the cash especially in the amounts i need and then no one spends cash so they look at that and go what do i do with this paper stuff right. all right so last week i was telling you guys i think it was last week about this 12th century tower in bologna Italy that that was starting to tilt and they were like it, it's gonna fall. Yeah, they and just kind of cleared the area, right? A little more research into it. it's it's one of two towers in this town, so oh, maybe wow. they were like, ah, we already we got another one. Let, let's let that <laughs> one go. But it was built in the 12th century. It's it's mentioned mentioned in Dante's Divine Comedy. Wow. So there was a little bit of a like, wait a minute, we can't just let this thing fall. Yeah. Let's see what we can do. So. They have committed. They're gonna they're gonna prop it up and shore it up and rebuild it. And I don't know if they just called like I don't know a foundation expert or something. It's like let's yeah. pump some of that foam underneath and maybe we can get it upright again or whatever. But uh, it's gonna take ten years Ooh. and cost. They're they're saying now it's gonna cost about twenty one million dollars. Whoa! And it's all gonna be privately funded. Uh, that's I wild. No I idea where the money's coming from. Hired the same but. architect that's re. Rebuilding Notre Dame, but they're um they're gonna they're gonna get get it back up right now. The thing is, I don't know if you guys have ever dealt with anything overseas trying to get something fixed. It's taken longer than ten years. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way they're getting that done in ten years, and the price tag is totally gonna go mm-hmm. up from there. There's no way. So I'm saying fifteen years. And I'm doubling it. $42 million. Okay. That's what it's going to wind Maybe up. Maybe people are already taking bets on this. So 15 years from now, when they say it's finally propped up and upright and work is done, you'll go, Kev called it all those years ago. Kev yeah. called it. He was right. You know, if you've been listening to the Kevin and Taylor show for a while, you know that our producer Griffin, he now has an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, mm-hmm. boy and girl, yeah. and they have quite the history of Santa photos. Um, <laughs> there's do. been some crying, <laughs> there's been some gnashing of teeth, <laughs> right. and they just saw Santa for their annual photo Ooh. yesterday, so we get okay. to find out how it went next. So Griffin's in the studio with us. The kids had their visit with Santa. They did. How, how did it go? Yes. Yeah. Like Taylor mentioned, you know, there's been a lot of different uh, pictures we've had with Santa. The crying. Yes. Yeah, and, over the years, they've yeah. been uh, quite dramatic. Yeah, I think yeah. each kid took a, took a turn crying, yes, right? Yes, yes. And I think my daughter, Eloise, has been slower to warm up to Santa. Okay. Uh, which kind of makes sense. She's a little more introverted than my son. Mm-hmm. And if my memory is right, this was the first year we got a picture with both kids <gasps> smiling. Woo! Yes. It's a Christmas miracle. Whoa. Looking at the camera and smiling. They both did it. 
Wow. Yeah, because so, yeah. last year's memory showed up on my on yeah. my socials, and Eloise was cro- arm crossed with a right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and Anywhere so else. Santa put glasses on and crossed his arms, almost like making Eloise like yeah, yeah, yeah. we're in the band, yeah. like we're hip and cool. <laughs> she smiled. Now she didn't talk to Santa. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. she Did kinda, he ask her like you know what do you want for Christmas? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole bit. And she point she pointed at my wife and made my wife say what Eloise uh, wanted. But at least mm. she smiled, so that's progress. We're making yes, progress Yes, I can't wait to see the picture. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. And b- b- can we post this picture when... Uh, when yeah, sure. All right, yeah, good, yeah. good. Awesome. I, mean, I have to say, the crying ones are more fun. Yeah, those are more fun. <laughs> I remember when Griff took them to see the Grinch and poor Ellie is just bawling. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> that was a scary Grinch. <laughs> Did you know that often even college kids are being micromanaged by their parents? <laughs> Coming up, could this be the end of helicopter parenting? Have you heard stories from professionals of college age kids uh, being make- micromanaged by their parents? A lot of professors were t- will tell you that. Well, could this be the end of helicopter parenting? There's actually a curriculum schools are using called Let Grow that's designed to help kids learn to be more independent. Like one of the homework assignments is to do something totally on your own without mom and dad supervising you. More adventurous kids might run to the store. Kids who are being more careful might make pancakes in the kitchen all by themselves. When kids succeed on their own, there is quite a breakthrough. And they say it's life changing. If your school isn't using the curriculum, we grow our let grow has uh, free resources for parents to do it on their own. And they say kids who learn independence are less anxious and more resilient. There's a lot of hubbub going on around right now about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, you know, the new one with uh, Timmy, Timothy Chalamet play, playing Willy is coming out. It and, does look um, pretty good. Oh, look, I haven't, I haven't good. seen a trailer or anything yeah, yeah. for it. I guess Hugh Grant plays an Oompa Loompa. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the deal. There's, I don't know if you, this is how I knew there was a new movie coming out. This is how much I'm like in the dark. I guess they're uh, they're been doing like Wonka marathons on mm. TV. You can watch the original one. You can watch the, the Johnny Depp the one. The Johnny Depp one, which I've never seen. And so now it's even more. You can stay in a Willy Wonka themed hotel room. Oh no kidding! And they this is pretty special. Like if your kids are really into those movies, which I find very scary, by the way, um, they have candy inspired drinks and life-size chocolates in the room wonka magic hat gummies and they make it look like you stepped into the factory mm. i mean it's really really cool so it's it's first come first serve it's in la yeah i don't get on a i don't think you can um, i don't think there. you can pay to spend the night there you have to get a golden ticket <laughs> there you go that's what they should have done right